Happy Monday to you. My name is Enigma, and welcome to The Boss Level, a gaming podcast hosted by me, Enigma, or Evil Enigma as I'm known online. It's uh, Evil and Enigma uh, with a Y, and uh, that's uh, my handle on Twitch and my handle on Twitter, and that's where everyone gets a hold of me and talks to me there about what's going on in the world of gaming. And uh, that's the reason for this podcast, because I am a 15-year veteran of the gaming industry, including a 10-year stint as a store manager of a company that, if you're a gamer, you probably regretted shopping at at some point or another, or maybe you like shopping there now. I have no idea. All I know is is that I worked there for 10 years, and I don't mention them by name because they're not paying me anymore, and uh, I didn't like treated while I was there. Um, but the, this is the boss level. This is a gaming podcast, and it's going to cover what's going on in the world of gaming. And there's a lot going on right now because it is the month of June and there's a lot of uh, game announcements going on and release dates and all that good stuff. But before we get into that, I thought I would go ahead and tag you guys in on my uh, Twitch stuff. I am currently playing Elden Ring. I stream every weekday morning from 9 a.m. Central Standard Time because I live outside of the city of Chicago to about noon and then uh, I do a Friday night stream uh, as well. Usually I might be suspending that before too much longer. We'll see what happens. I don't really know. But uh, Elden Ring is currently kicking the crap out of me. Uh, I have killed some bosses this week, but uh, Elden Ring is not the kind of game you really get. I got my air quotes fingers going here. Uh, you get good at air quotes. Uh, you don't get good at it. It's it's the kind of game that you can you'll run into a, a, a group of uh, smaller enemies and if they get one good hit on you, uh, you can just go ahead and kiss your rear end goodbye because they'll keep you off balance and uh, there's no, uh, there, nothing is in the player's favor. There's no invincibility frames. There's no, uh, there's no recovery time. It's if you get, if you get juggled, you get juggled and there's nothing you can do about it. But we have killed some bosses on there. I still really don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going, but having fun while doing it for the time being. Uh, we are enjoying the game, and I have been streaming for uh, some folks on that for this entire week, and I certainly hope they've been enjoying it as well. Uh, that being said, you can also get a hold of me on social media. Uh, my name, of course, is Evil Enigma there. I do talk to people there. I do my absolute best to be welcoming and uh, and uh, speak, you know, I speak with just about everybody I possibly can that, that speaks to me. In a, in a positive light, I am a very positive person, at least I try to be. I mean, we all have our days where we just kind of wish that uh, we would have stayed in bed. But uh, for me, it's, uh, that's not anybody's real problem it's, except my own. And I really want to uh, be positive for everybody and give a place uh, on my Twitch channel where people can come and get away from what's going on in the real world. Because if you uh, turn on the news, you, you open up YouTube, you, you look at uh, any of your favorite news channels, all you're really going to see is a lot of bad news going on out there and... Uh, I want to offer an escape for people to come and just have a place to sit and relax and, and you know talk about gaming and make friends with not only me but some of my channel regulars and you know who who see what we can do with that channel and see what we can do from there. So uh, that being said, you can contact that's the Evil Enigma with a Y. That's where you can find me on social media. I have an Instagram under that as well, but I'm not as active on that as I probably should be. I also have a Facebook and a YouTube channel and. Uh, I'm kind of hoping at some point that once once I can afford to get a, a camera, I can do some original YouTube content. But for the time being, we're just going to do Twitch, and we are doing this wonderful podcast. Uh, I have uh, my first episode was last week. I heard from uh, some very 
uh, some people I respect quite a bit and, and uh, that were very positive with what they said about my first podcast. And I want everybody to know that I do listen to everybody who has something to say about it. And I do really want to improve the product. So if you have any th- any suggestions or anything, you know, please let me know. Uh, I can be reached at evilyenigma@gmail.com. That's also where I would listen to any business inquiries as well. So uh, I just got done watching the Summer Games Fest a couple of hours ago. And it, it was a doozy. We're not going to be able to go over th- everything, I don't think, because holy crap, uh, there was a lot announced. It was about two hours long, and uh, some of the stuff, <laughs> they, I, I have a hard time really getting, unless you're talking about a dedicated IP, companies, independent developers, guys, seriously, listen to me on this. I really, really mean this. If you are showing off something that is not a dedicated IP, or a sequel, or a reboot, or something to that nature. If you're trying to get something off the ground that's brand new, and you want people to get excited about it, unless you have something on the outside going to bring you in, like uh, if Hideo Kojima is doing the game, or if uh, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto is doing the game, which would be Nintendo, but unless you have an outside source that's that's going to be able to buff that game based off of the reputation, show gameplay! Please show gameplay. There were so many of these games that were just that they showed that that were just uh, coming out soon. And here's a video. And uh, I it's just I, it's hard for me to comment on this stuff because I I didn't see how the game played. So the trailers looked nice, but guys, we need more information than that. You know what I mean? I mean, it it would be similar to to uh, putting a movie trailer out. And you don't show any of the... You just show a couple of uh, screenshots from the movie. Or a couple of videos from the movie. And then you just let it go. You offer no storyline. You offer no nothing. It's just here. Here's what it is. And uh, go, go get it. And it, you're, you're going to love it. It's I, I, I'm sorry, guys. And I know I really want you to do well. Because independent developers are the ones that are going to... Are, are the future of the, of the business. And I, I definitely know that. Especially the way that the, uh, the industry is going. Uh, but you guys need to... I'm not saying you're not trying hard, and you can't, and you're sh- and you're not showing what you can. I do know that, but if you're going to do a trailer, and you're doing something that doesn't have an outside uh, inspiration to it, or outside source is going to bring stuff into it, like sequel or IP, please put some gameplay to your trailers. Otherwise, I have nothing to comment about, and there's really nothing for anybody to get excited about. Uh, so we're going to go over what they did here, and I'll mention a couple of games that are are uh, just like that. Uh, I, I again, I said I, there there's there was so much stuff talked about here. I uh, I can't do all of it. This uh, this podcast would be three hours long if I went into de- detail about everything, and it was it was a two hour show. But uh, so we're gonna we're just gonna touch some of the high points here, and uh, give my opinion. Uh, I do have some very serious opinions, especially what how they ended, uh, that I'm going to get into, and it might not be the kind of opinions that people find popular. But hey, that's completely that's why they're my opinions. You know what I mean? And and uh, I welcome people to have differing opinions if they so choose. I, I honestly truly believe that. So first of all, let's talk about a couple of games that Sony just announced last week, so I kind of feel like that... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of going in order here, but not really uh, of presentation here. So they started off two out of the first three games that they showed were games that Sony showed last week at their, at their uh, third-party uh, state of play. So to me, the... the, uh, the uh, Wind was taken out of the sails of these, kind of, in a way. 
the second one, not so much. The first one, Street Fighter VI just announced Guile's going to be in the game, and they showed some gameplay of Guile fighting. Uh, that was all well and good, but to be completely honest, I probably wouldn't have put that in there. Uh, they just announced Street Fighter VI last week. I know Guile is a very popular character in Street Fighter, especially here in the States. But the point of the fact is, is that we just saw the game announced not even a week ago. So what is the point of doing another trailer right now this quick? It would be different if this was TGS and they were doing another follow-up on that. But it's, it's you know, TGS is, is going to be later in the summer, I believe. But Tokyo Game Show is what I'm talking about. Uh but it's it was just announced last week. I just I I, I mean I, I know E3 does that all the time with the E3 presentations where uh, it, Bethesda used to do this all the time for their bought my Microsoft where Bethesda would show off a game during their presentation and then Sony or Microsoft would come out on their stage and say here's Fallout 4 oh yay and we already knew it was coming out so I do understand that happens but uh, I probably would have taken Street Fighter 6 out of that because. Uh, while Guile is a great character, and I know he's exceedingly popular, uh, we just saw it. So it's not that big of a deal. Now, Callisto Protocol did something exceedingly smart. And I am I am really uh, excited to play Callisto Protocol. Um, they showed gameplay. The first, yes, last week, Sony showed a trailer to it, with had, which had some gameplay in it, but not a lot. And I, but it looked, and I was getting Dead Space vibes from it. They showed that video again. But then they turned around and they showed some gameplay where, uh, you know, some actual gameplay. And it was gory and scary and visceral. That's an inside. That's a joke right there. That That is a pun, pun intended. Uh, because it reminded me a lot of Dead Space. And Dead Space was made by Visceral. Visceral was broken up. And a lot of those people, some of those people left there and are now making Callisto Protocol. Uh, it looks really good. And it is, uh, looks like they set it for December 2nd of this year. Which, uh... I don't know if they're going to do a physical copy, a physical release of that or not. I'm sure they're, they're, we have, there's a couple companies now that actually do physical copies of, of uh, indie games. And it uh, looks like, uh, I don't know if that's going to get one or not. But uh, December the 2nd is kind of falling late in the, it, not kind of, it is falling late in the holiday window. But uh, that could be a sleeper at the end of the year for a lot of people because a lot of folks love Dead Space. I think it's important that they tie Dead Space into this as much as they possibly can. Hey guys, we helped make Dead Space. And that's why it, lo it looks very similar to Dead Space. It really does. Uh, but it looked really good. Uh, I think that's going to do, do very, very well. Uh, we then went to uh, Activision showing off Modern Warfare 2. Which is a little confusing to me. I don't know if this is actually a remake, a remaster, or, or whatever. Because they showed an entire level of Modern Warfare 2. And I don't remember that level when I played it. I mean, maybe I did. It's been it's been a number of years. Probably been 10, or 10 years or so since I've played Modern Warfare 2. But, I mean, it looks great. It uh, high, Very high production values. Um... I, I liked what I saw. It looks like they're trying to... I think Activision is aware that they kind of dropped the ball with the last several versions of, of Call of Duty some way or another. And they want to get back to that area where they are in the top selling games every year. And uh, they're not going to do that just by 
trying to be Fortnite or trying to be Apex Legends or trying to be something else. They need to be Call of Duty. They need to get that out there. They need to have their campaign mode. They need to have the high production values. They need to have the really good gameplay. They need people to watch the trailers of these things and watch the people play the, the, the watch these games and go, holy crap, I want to do that. That's the whole point of these trailers is to have you want to be in the shoes of the per people playing that game. And uh, I think the last couple of years they've dropped the ball uh, I know uh, Cold War got a kind of a lukewarm reception. I kind of liked Cold War, quite honestly. But uh, before that, there was one that didn't even have a campaign mode. Uh, I remember getting into a discussion with with one of the with the Call of Duty account on that on Twitter. Uh, I just said, I heard you guys aren't doing a campaign mode in Call of Duty this year. And they said, no, we just want you to play the game you want to play. And I said, well, that tells me that you want me to buy Tomb Raider instead. <laughs> but... Uh, I, I Modern Warfare 2 had very slick production values. It looked really good. And I think they're trying to get back to a point where they rule the roost as far as the holiday goes, or they're one of the the, the games that, that rule the roost. And they had kind of fallen off. And uh, and I'll be honest, the reason why EA's Battlefield hasn't taken it, ha hasn't uh, taken more of a stride is because they've sucked too. And uh, we're, we're seeing a point with these games where they all want to be the next big thing of, of first-person shooters and, and, and the big shooting games that people are playing. But at the same time, they're forgetting what got them to the dance and why people were playing Call of Duty to begin with. And it really wasn't because that they wanted to be like Battlefield, not Battlefield, uh, Apex Legends or, or Overwatch or whatever, you know, what it was. They need to get back to, to putting the games together like they used to they need to put out a packaged product. If they want to do, they're going to do DLC. That's fine. I understand that. That's that's a shift that sailed. I'm not going to go on my rant about how, you know, the old meme about how in the old days you bought a hamburger. <laughs> a game was like buying a hamburger with all with all the fixings, and and now it's you buy the hamburger and the bun, and then they actually the cheese will be out in three months, and the the lettuce in three months after that, and the tomato three months after that. I I get that. I I completely. I'm not going to go on my rant about that. But um, uh, the, the, probably the most surprising thing to me, though, quite frankly, uh, is that the release date is October 28th. Traditionally, traditionally, in my day, Call of Duty was released the first Tuesday of November. You could carve that out. And a lot of game companies that would release their games that were bigger games, like your Assassin's Creed's and your Gears of War and your, your things like that, they would not touch that day because they did not want to put a consumer a possible consumer in the position of having to choose between those two packaged products so uh they had both of them in their hand which one are they going to buy call of duty or assassin's creed oh my god i don't know which one they're both going to be what i want to play so uh it's surprising to me that they're releasing it on the 28th of october because that falls outside of the window that i'm used to that's probably the most surprising thing to me um Next thing I saw that I liked quite a bit was Witchfire. Uh, that looked really good. It doesn't have a full release date yet. I think they said they were doing a beta coming up here pretty soon. But it looks like it looks like it's a first-person fan dark fantasy shooter. It looked kind of like what Tiny Tina's would look like if you took all the bright colors and humor out of it. It looked interesting. It looked really good. Uh, I, I really hope that it ends up being uh, something that we can 
really get into because I I, I want to see what it is. I don't want to tell people that I think it's going to be great until I see more about it. Uh, just because it looks really good on the trailer doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to have it's going to be the kind of game that everyone's going to want to flock to. You know, sometimes you know Star Wars Battlefield Two looked like it was going to be a game everybody wanted to flock to until oh yeah, then when they found out what was going on, you know, with it with the flute boxes and stuff. So let's let's wait and see what happens. But Witchfire looked really good. Uh, I did notice around this time that uh, every every other game looked like it was a space game, <laughs> a science fiction game, because we had uh, there was this, oh I I need to back up because we saw Aliens: Dark Descent. It's coming out in 2023, and uh, it's a first person shooter, I believe. It looked, but it's a, it's a shooting game. It's a shooting game for aliens, and uh, we've been really hungry for a good alien shooting game for a long time, and we've kind of been shown the shaft on that a little bit we've we've gotten a we've gotten some shooters but they're of questionable value i mean i, I remember uh, the one that gearbox did where they didn't even make it they said they were excited to really to uh to get it to get it and uh, was it colonial marines was that what it was called i have it up there somewhere aliens yeah colonial marines then it ends up they didn't even make the game they like they put it out to somebody else to develop so um it looked good it's coming out next year, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, but every other game seemed to be a space game because we had Aliens, we had Callisto Protocol, we had uh, uh, Fort Solus. Looked like another Dead Space look kind of game. Uh, we had Routine that looked like another. You know, it was a space game with uh, creepy robots that were all over it. I was like, geez, this is really space space heavy. There's a lot of science fiction here, and even uh, Jeff Keighley, the host, kind of came out and said, yeah, we were kind of really leaning towards the space games this year. And I went, oh, well, okay, at least he at least he sees it. He knows it. So uh, that's when I noticed that there was, there was a lot of space games. Uh, we'll skip The Rock because uh, he didn't show a game. He showed Black Adam. Let's go down here. Stormgate is coming out next year. Stormgate looks is going to be an RTS uh, I think that's kind of an untapped. I'm not a big RTS fan, but but there's not a ton of RTS games coming out right now. Scratch that. There's not a lot of good standalone RTS games. You can go on your iPad or your Google Store right now and download a ton of free-to-play RTS games. <laughs> Usually, they're the ones where they'll say where if you pull open up your Facebook. Uh, ads or something you'll see whenever once in a while we'll have a bunch of really really hot chicks in an ad and it'll say which one do you want and you can download this now and then come to find out it's an rts game but uh there's a bunch of those uh are that's a bunch of those but but there hasn't really been a really good big budget rts game in a while that i remember so this is i think the last one was halo wars 2 i think wasn't it i don't remember because i'm not a big player of them but um truth is after StarCraft two and uh, Warcraft three, it just the the genre kind of fell off. There was some you know Command and Conquer, you know Red Alert, Command and Conquer, coming out. They did some of those too. They they it's not like it completely died, but it wasn't really a it was it didn't really go far for a while. And so it's good to see the RTSs are coming back. I know there's a lot of people who like those games quite a bit. Uh, so that that'll be really good. Uh, I hope that's really good is what I should say, what I meant to say. Uh, Code Simulator 3 is coming out. Yay. Uh, Marvel's Midnight Suns 
they announced that that's coming out in October, I believe October 2nd, and it's a tactical RPG. Now, now if it's anything like the ones that I remember, tactical RPGs are like Final Fantasy Tactics, where you have like a, and I'm sure it will be a little different because they don't really use the grids anymore, but Final Fantasy Tactics was a, was a game that took place on like a checkerboard. So you had a board, uh, this uh, checkerboard where you had all these game, uh, you know, there was enemies and there was, I keep using my hands, uh, hills and trees and all that. And then you'd, you would move your pieces and then they would move their pieces, you know, according to speed. And uh, it was it was tactical. It was still a role-playing game. It was very tactical, though, because you didn't want to take your wizard out and or your black mage out. And then all of a sudden he gets completely owned by some dude because you left him out in the open by himself. So... Uh, it could be interesting. They did announce the most interesting thing to me about that was that they're announced Spider-Man's going to be in the game, and that is an interesting development because this is the first time in a while that Spider-Man has been in a game that's not Sony. Because uh, even Spider-Man and the Avengers was a Sony exclusive, so. I had always thought that Sony had, may have had the rights to Spider-Man, but something. But now I guess that's not not the case. Um, but he's going to be in the game. That should be interesting. I want to see more about it before I say it's going to be any good of a game, uh, because guess what? Remember what I was talking about that we didn't have. We, I want to see gameplay. We've seen no freaking, uh, freaking gameplay for this game. The, what's going to sell it is the fact that it's Marvel. That's the reason why people are going to buy it. But they still need to show some gameplay. I want to see what the game looks like. I want to see what the game does. And uh, it's I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna just run out and buy it because it says Marvel on it. I'm sorry. I need to see something. Uh, Cuphead, delicious last course is coming at the end of this month. Cuphead, if you've never seen it, first of all, Cuphead is known for its extreme difficulty. It's like an old Japanese shump where you have bullets all over the place and everything, but it looks simply amazing. Everything's hand drawn. It looks like they were taken out of cartoon show, you know, old cartoons from like the nineteen twenties and thirties. It was just just that old. Hey, come on, Buster, come on and play this game. It looks really, really good. Uh, I have never played Cuphead because I know it's going to be difficult, but uh, I believe it's coming to Switch as well as Xbox. I know it's coming to Xbox because I think Microsoft owns the company that develops it, but it's also coming to Switch, I believe. Um. Let's see, what else was announced that uh, I thought was a big deal? Ah, okay, let's get to this. This is, this is, a, this is a really big deal here. Uh, Shredder's Revenge, the Ninja Turtles game. They made a couple of uh, cool announcements here. I'll, there's three announcements here. First of all, they announced Casey Jones is going to be playable. Or if they, if they had announced it, I hadn't seen it before now. So that will mean that there are seven playable characters at this point within the game. You have the four Ninja Turtles, Leonardo, Raphael, Michelangelo, and Donatello. And uh, then April O'Neil will be playable. Master Splinter will be playable. And now Casey Jones, the uh, hockey stick-wielding vigilante with the hockey mask on. Very popular character in TMNT lore. I don't know if they're going to do offer any sort of downloadable content for this at some point, but uh, if there's one thing Ninja Turtles has a lot of, it's characters. So they could always go back and, and say, hey, you know what? Usagi Ojimbo, if they can get the rights to that, we'll put him in the game. Because there was a big thing between Usagi Ojimbo and the Ninja Turtles in a, one of the shows. There was actually there was a figure for it, too. 
they also announced that it will be six players simultaneously, and you can play it locally or you can play it online. So while the original Ninja Turtles arcade games were four players because you play it as each of one turtle, uh, there will be seven playable characters, but you can use six of them at one time, and it's going to be you can do it on your couch or you can do it online, and that's that's very very cool that they're doing the the online uh, thing for it. I think that'll be very popular. A lot of people will really be into that. And uh, I believe I saw the release date is June 16th. I mean, that is soon. That is next week, guys. So I'm really excited to play that game. I really, really want to play it. And uh, I, I'm, like, really amazed that it's uh, it's coming out that soon. Uh, very shocked. And I'm very, very excited to see what they're... Uh, to play that game. It's, it's straight out of... The old TV show that uh, was on when when I was uh, a, a young uh, I was a teenager right you know a young man a kid and a teenager and uh, they're getting the original voice actors back for the original four turtles uh, I don't know obviously they can't get Shredder's voice actor James Avery Uncle Phil from the Fresh Prince he's no longer with us so uh, I, I I love his Shredder he was so good as Shredder. And uh, I believe he was quoted as saying that he was more proud of doing that he was the shredder before, but besides anything else he'd ever done, because he he was just he had such a ball doing, doing that show. Uh, if you've never watched the old Ninja Turtles cartoon show, it was a serious show, but it was almost like it was a wink and a nod. That you could tell that it was that there would be times where the enemies would even go, yeah, okay, I know this is. There's a little wink and a nod that not everything is serious about the show. It was it was kind of hard to explain but i really really uh dug the original cartoon show and the fact that all four of the original turtles voice actors are coming back is really cool i don't know if they're getting uh april's and casey's i don't know if master splinter's voice actor is still with us or not but uh, i think that's really cool that they're all coming back to that the four originals are coming back to do the voices of the turtles um and of course bebop and rocksteady i don't know if they got them or not but i that's just really cool i'm looking forward to playing that i will stream that game i guarantee i will be streaming shredder's revenge uh no doubt about that whatsoever just really really looking forward to it uh next thing we have here that i want to talk about one piece odyssey is it going to be a straight jrpg it's coming out it says it's coming out this year once again we saw no gameplay but it's got the One Piece crew. One Piece, if you don't know, is a very, 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 very popular Japanese manga. Exceedingly popular. And I think they said it was a 20-year anniversary of it this year. I think that sounds about right. 20 years. And uh, basically, it's a pirate. It's about pirates. And uh, it's kind of cutesy. And they do their, you know, they, they're trying to find the, the treasure, the, the, the big treasure of the Pirate King. And, and uh, it's Japanese, so... Take all your tropes that you want to think about with the Japanese animes, and it's there because there's a big anime about it as well. But uh, it's it's very popular. I don't know if it's popular enough to where it's going to be a uh, big time mover. Like I don't know if it'll make the top ten of games released or not. But one thing I did like to see about it was it it did say that it was uh, um, a JRPG. So if they're going to do a straight JRPG with One Piece, I think that's going to be something that's going to be really, really uh, popular with the fans. And uh, we haven't really had a really good straight JRPG since Persona 5. So I think that'll be or Persona 5 Royale. So I, that could be a, a sleeper there. 
Uh, Soul Hackers 2 is coming out in August. I think that's really cool because I can remember uh, I have a copy of the original Soul Hackers on the PlayStation. I had to get imported from Japan because um, they wouldn't allow it to be released over here. <laughs> Sony had a very uh, uh, strict policy for what they would allow, allow to come out here. And uh, Soul Hackers was, was not it, brother. was not it. So, so I, it, it did come out here eventually on the DS of all things many years later. Uh, now Soul Hackers 2 is coming. That's cool. Uh, something I was very excited about is Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 is coming out July 22nd. I am, sh I am pumped for this. I love Capcom uh, Arcade Stadium 1. I play that stuff all the time on my Switch. I have it downloaded on my Switch, and I, I'll go on there and uh, just you know pull something up and play it. And it looks like I saw they were going to have some fighting games on there. I saw Saturday Night Slam Masters. Uh, I want to see what else there is. What I would really like to see is there is a treasure trove of Capcom arcade games that have not come out because they're IP licensed. And I would love to see something to do with those at some point. Aliens vs. Predator and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs are just two that come to my mind immediately. Are excellent arcade beat-em-up games. And they've never seen re-release outside of the arcades because Capcom doesn't own the IPs. So uh, one thing that definitely has uh, been happening lately is because of the arcade 1UP uh, community. We've been seeing some of these older arcade games coming to light and selling well. So now the companies who make these arcade games are going, geez, Arcade One Up sold a whole ton of Ninja Turtles arcade machines. Why don't we put the, our Ninja Turtles arcade games out on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC and see if anyone will buy them? Da -da! And that's what's been happening. So um, I, I hope that that continues and uh, we, we'll see. I really would love to see. Uh, Aliens vs. Predator come out in one of these arcade collections. I don't if they ever do it, it'll be by itself. Oh, another one that uh, is uh, Dungeons and Dragons would be great for it to come out as well. But see, those are going to be things that have to be individually packaged and released because you're dealing with IPs. And there's no way on God's green earth that Disney is going to allow Aliens and Predator, which they now own, to just be put in a package to be released alongside competing package uh, competing games such as. Dungeons and Dragons and Cadillacs and Dinosaurs because I don't think they own either of those. I know they don't own Dungeons and Dragons. So, but uh, but uh, Capcom Ar Arcade Stadium 2. Dude, guys, Capcom Arcade games are a real, real... It's, 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 they're like Snickers bars. They're really good. You get, you want one and you just, that's all you want is to, to have a Snickers bar. You can just taste the nougat and the peanuts and the caramel and, I, oh, I really want that. That's Capcom Arcade game. So I'm really looking forward to that. That should be really good. Um, Nintendo did have a bit of a presence here. They did show a sizzle reel uh, where they had Splatoon coming out in September, which Splatoon 3. Uh, that'll be a big deal for them. I know uh, Splatoon is a, a very uh, marketable and popular game series for them. Uh, they did show a little bit of Mario Strikers Battle League, which comes out tomorrow, so I don't know what, what that's going to happen with that. Uh, one game I'd like to see a little more about is Metal Hellsinger. It's an FPS, and the, the, the songs on it are going to be like sung by metal and rock people. You know, like not, I don't think they're going to be licensed songs. I guess they will be by the time they come out. But it's uh, they're, they're like well-known people, and... Uh, you, it's supposed to be like a rhythm game where if you kill people to the beat, you get bonuses and stuff. I think that'll be interesting to, 
to C. Um, I have no rhythm whatsoever, so I don't know if I'd be any good at it, but we will see. Uh, the Quarry's coming out uh, next week, I think, or coming out here pretty soon, and that's like until dawn. David Arquette stars in that. Oh, it's out tomorrow. I apologize. And uh, they showed a little bit of that. The Saints Row reboot. The much maligned Saints Row reboot. Okay, guys, so let's talk about Saints Row for just a second. I streamed Saints Row last year. I am a low-key big fan of Saints Row, and the reason why is because it's absolutely freaking bonkers. It's absolutely insane, guys. It's just nuts. And uh, I've always said that if Mel Brooks were to write a, a, a video game, it would be Saints Row because they just it's just completely over the top and goofy. It started out as a semi-serious, you know, gang warfare kind of game. And the next thing you know, they get to the third one and it's just complete slapstick comedy. You know, halfway through Saints Row 3, they throw in a zombie invasion because why not? You know, let's just throw zombies into the game because why, why the heck not? So they're rebooting the game. And the reason they're rebooting it is because you were practically a god by the end of, of uh, Saints Row 4. You could fly, you had fireballs, you were throwing super speed, super jumps, all this sort of stuff. You were, They had gone as far as they could go with Saints Row on the trajectory that it was. I completely get why they're rebooting the series. You can only go so far before you just go, okay, we've jumped the shark. What? what uh, the next thing we're going to have to do is you snap your fingers and the game is over. You, you have all the Infinity Stones and that'll be it. Uh, so I know why they're rebooting it. I have not seen enough to, to, to say whether or not I'm excited to play it. And the reason why is because all we've seen are these videos. They're, they're putting up a boss creator. That, that was what they announced. Is you'll be able to go create your character. They did the same thing in Saints Row 3. Uh, when they announced Saints Row 3, they said, here's the creator. You can make your own boss. And this is what it's, the character creator is going to look like. But we've seen no gameplay. We've seen... I, I, I really hope they, they keep the humor in the game. Because that to me, that was the big thing. Is... I, I love to laugh, and uh, we all could use more of a laugh. And if it's going to be a semi-serious, if it's going to be a you know a serious or semi-serious game, I I don't know if I'm going to be as into it. To be honest with you, I I really want it to be funny, uh, but I haven't seen a lot of gameplay. I don't know what it's going to play like, and but I understand the reboot. I do. I know there's a lot of folks out there that are like, oh no reboot. It's like no, they ha if if you're going to continue with the IP, you got to reboot it because you. Because the boss was a god at the end of Saints Row 4. So there's nothing that they could really do about that. Uh, the Warhammer 40k Darktide would look like an FPS or a first-person uh, uh, action game where some guys had uh, swords and some had guns. That looks interesting. I'm not a big Warhammer guy, but I know Warhammer is insanely popular with a very dedicated community. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. Uh, Layers of Fears looked interesting. Uh, I... It, 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 they showed they made a big deal that it was coming out with Unreal Engine 5 and it looked really good like I I was really impressed with the graphics and I had it was nice and creepy uh, it's not coming out till next year I, I want to see more about it how it's going to play because once again we saw very little gameplay so we'll, we'll see how that is uh, but it looked good uh, Gotham Knights was the next game that they come out uh, showed off it's coming out October 25th three days three days before Call of Duty so uh, that's a mistake, Gotham Knights. Hate to tell you that. You don't want to release the same around the same time as Call of Duty. I would bump that back. I would bump that forward. There's no way I would release 
in that Call of Duty window right there. Especially right now with the economy being in the crapper and you've got people who are looking for work, like my, I'm pointing to myself right now, uh, who don't have a lot of money to spend and you're going to make them choose between Gotham Knights and Call of Duty. I think you're going to find out they're going to choose Call of Duty over Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights is a uh, unproven IP at this point. It's Batman without Batman. And uh, I'm not sure. It's going to do well. I'm sure it'll do halfway decently. But if they released it a week earlier, something tells me it would do a lot better. Or if they waited until November. But something tells me something's going to come out in November that I wouldn't. So I, I would probably take it instead of 25th. I would probably bump that up, up, up or back to, or I'm sorry, up a week. I would take the 25th and maybe make it the uh, the 18th and see what would happen 18th or 19th and see see what would happen there. That And that's just my opinion, but that's what I would do. I, I would want no part of Call of Duty. Uh, it was a Nightwing showcase. That's smart. Uh, Nightwing is the most proven commodity in uh, Gotham Knights right now. So uh, that, that's what I would do. You take Dick Grayson, the original Robin. You put him in the game. You know, make him the front and center piece. That's, that's exceedingly smart. If they would have uh, done Batgirl or who's also a proven commodity or, or, uh, or Robin... Or whoever, I don't know if it would have done as well as if they showed Nightwing. Um, it looks like it looks it looks like it's going to be. It has Arkham vibes, so I'm sure they're going to try to make it like Arkham. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I know the guy who writes it also wrote the uh, Star Wars Squadrons game, and uh, to me, the worst part about that game was the story. So I'm not really looking forward to the story. But if it plays well, we'll see. Uh, and then we come to the part where I had a, a kind of a problem here, several problems. First of all, it was a Naughty Dog show at this point. Uh, Naughty Dog is the company that does The Last of Us. They create Now, Naughty Dog as a developer over the years has been a fantastic developer. They have made, uh, they made Uncharted, they, made up, they created Crash Bandicoot. I uh, believe they were the ones who did Jack and Daxter. Yeah, that's right. Uh, they make great games. They've made great games over their years. The problem here is, is that they ran into, they, they, there's several problems here. They ran into a buzzsaw last year with the, or two years ago or whenever it was, with the release of Last of Us Part Two. And according to the rumor, uh, Naughty Dog forced Crunch onto their people to make sure the game was avail made available in September. I think it was September when it came out. But to get it out on time, they forced their employees to work in increasingly crazy hours and long hours in order to get the game done. A former developer of the game left the company, or maybe it was someone who was still there, and leaked the entire plot online. What was going to happen? And uh, ended up not being a good story. And a lot of people who were big fans of the first game, myself included, were immediately like, oh my god, they can't do that. That would be stupid and horrible, and it would ruin the ruin the, the franchise. And that's what they did. It was, the, the leaks were a thousand percent correct. Uh, the problem there is that the people who were reporting on, the, on, the, on YouTube that were reporting the leaks on what was going to happen in the game, Naughty Dog went after them with copyright strikes and tried to get their channels... Uh, removed for reporting this stuff and that's a problem that's a big problem and they made a couple of references about oh you know things are leaked online I don't you know we're, we're pretty good about not having things leaked online and I could just hear the internet rolling its eyes at 
Neil Druckmann saying that because because they personally went at, they went after these these folks and to have their channels taken down. If you mentioned anything that was going to happen in Last of Us, they tried to get your channel your YouTube channel yanked from you, and uh, I, I I don't like that. Uh, so that's a problem. They've talked about the HBO show. I'm not really interested in seeing it. Quite honestly, uh, I haven't. I've been very unhappy with a lot of the entertainment offerings on the television and movie side over the last couple of years. I don't see why this would be any different. Uh, the Last of Us multiplayer, they they promise that The Last of Us Two is now going to be released next year as a standalone game. They say he's, they said it was it was so big that they were going to make it a standalone product. I don't know. That means that they're going to do some sort of rep, some sort of. Uh, reward for players who bought last of us 2 with promises of multiplayer or not i don't know i haven't played last of us 2 i did buy it and then i beat it and uh, i didn't like the story and i haven't played it since so go figure uh the last thing i want to touch on here with last of us uh and naughty dog is that they're doing a full remake of last of us part one why they're doing a full remake when the game is not needing one is really kind of beyond me uh and i'll be let, let's let's be honest here i didn't like last of us part two last of us part one is one of the best games i've ever played uh i loved loved the game i loved the story uh i loved the the dynamic between joel and ellie i loved that that you play that joel was he was a torn and broken and bitter man and he was learning to be a father again because he lost his daughter and uh, it was a very touching game that he he developed a parental love for Ellie the same way he had for his daughter. And that's really what the game was about. And by the end of the game, when he has to make a very selfish decision, you can tell that, that Joel was the villain of the game after what he did. But he didn't do it for selfish reasons. He did it for her. And uh, it was a very, very well-written and well-made game. I loved the first game. Uh, but it didn't need a remake. And it dang sure doesn't need a remake for 70 bloody dollars. I don't care how good it looks. I don't care if you're making it on the PS5, PS6, or PS12. $70 for a remake of a game that just came out. You know, it came out 10 years ago, but it was on PlayStation 3. And let's, let's be honest here, PlayStation 3 had pretty good graphics. You remastered it once already for the PlayStation 4, where it looked even better. It still looks really good. Why are you charging $70 for a remake of this game? If you were going back and... It, if they were going back and taking Jack and Daxter 1 from the PlayStation 2 and remaster, remaking the whole thing from scratch... And adding PS5 graphics from PS2, and they're saying, "Yeah, we're, we remade it from the ground up. It's this is that and the other. Uh, it's going to be seventy bucks." I'd have no problem with that whatsoever, none, because that's a, a true need of a remake, and that that's a problem that we've got with AAA gaming right now is the, is these bloody freaking remasters and remakes of games that don't need it. The same thing happened with Resident Evil when I was talking about Resident Evil 4 last week from the Sony uh, presentation. I love Resident Evil. I do. I really do. And I'm going to play the heck out of 4. I know I will, the 4 remake. That being said, 4 didn't need the remake. And neither does Last of Us Part 1. This is, this is insane. Make something new. Put something new out. 
or go back into your vault and pick up something that really needs it, that really deserves the remake treatment uh, that, that we would be clamoring for. If you, if you want to wait 10 more years and say we're remastering or remaking Last of Us 1 from 20 years ago and we're going to put it out and we're going to charge, charge full price for it, God bless you. I wouldn't say a word about it. But releasing it right now when the game still does not... It, you just remastered it on the PS4 and it still looks pretty bloody good compared to what you, you, just, uh, what you could do with it now, what you're doing with it now, and you're going to charge full price for it is a joke. It's an absolute joke. Furthermore, how long until that game is going to be made in a PS1, uh, PS Plus uh, uh, pre, uh, game that you'll be able to get for being a PS Plus member? Because that's what Sony does. You know, God of War, I've had it on PS Plus for ever. And guess what one of the month games it's this month on, on PS Plus? It's God of War. Of course it is. I love God of War. I do. But huh, you got to offer me value. And they're not, they're not offering value right now with it. And there's no value in them remaking Last of Us 1 right now at this point. I, while it is the, the far superior game of the two games. I, I'm, I'm talking, you know, it, it, is, it is far superior to Last of Us Part 2. Uh, it doesn't need to be remade right now. And I would much rather them see take that time and put it into something that's, that's more deserving. Make... Make a new Uncharted game or something. You know, who the heck knows? But uh, I, I I really didn't like the way that it ended. It was basically the Neil Druckmann show at this point. And uh, that dude has an ego that could probably power a rocket to Mars. I don't really see the point in giving him the last 20 minutes. My dog is down there shaking off his... He's he's shaking off is what he's doing. Whiskey is... It's almost his dinner time. So actually it's past his dinner time. So I got to feed him. Um, but I don't think, I, I would, I think it's, a, giving him the last 20 minutes was probably not the right thing to do. Uh, I would have much preferred to have seen them focus on, um, doing something else. If they want to do a Last of Us multiplayer, you know, God bless them. Go ahead, make your Last of Us multiplayer game, see what happens with it. Uh, if it's good, people will buy it. If it's not, people won't. It's just how the gaming industry works. Uh, but I charging seventy dollars for a remake of a game that's that's only ten years old, and you're you're not looking at a huge upgrade in uh, in quality of content here. I do not see the point in 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 doing it. It's a it's a it's a mistake. And for Druckmann to snidely comment about internet leaks with a with a straight face up there is is uh, kind of disingenuous, and I I, did, I didn't like that whatsoever. But uh, that being said, I kind of thought that there, for uh, overall, I I didn't think it was a bad show. They I, they announced more games than I thought they would. Keeley was really uh, kind of tongue in cheek about it, where he was like, "Guys, don't be surprised if you're not going to if if you're not getting what you want out of this uh, presentation. This is you know this is going to be mostly about games that have already been announced." But there was a lot of announcements that I. Uh, that we hadn't seen a lot about. So uh, it was a good show. It wasn't a great show. They were missing a lot of uh, announcements that uh, we were, were waiting for. Sony was, I mean, Naughty Dog was there, but Sony what didn't really have a lot of presence there. Nintendo had a couple of sizzle reels, and that was it. Uh, I guess they're going to wait until they show off their stuff. Uh, we do have Capcom coming up. 
uh, in a couple of days, I think, or Microsoft's in a couple of days, and then Capcom's after that. Uh, I'm interested to see what those are going to be. Uh, Microsoft's got a lot to show, or a lot to do. They have a lot of ground to make up. And then uh, Capcom, I think, is going to do some, uh, it, it might be the Resident Evil show when it's all said and done. What I hope it's not is, hey guys, we're announcing another Street Fighter character. Look, it's, because we know Ryu, Ken, Chun-Li, and now Guile. Here comes Zangief. Zangief's going to be in the game, and we're all going to be like, yeah, of course he is. Zangief's always in Street Fighter games. Find me a game, find me a game that Street Fighter 2 Zangief hasn't been in. It's not Street Fighter 3. But uh, that's we'll, we'll we'll see what happens uh, on that with the, with the Capcom show. Uh, we, we I do believe we're going to see more. I don't know if it's going to be part of this Games Fest or not. But Nintendo has been very quiet. I'm sure there's going to be a Treehouse uh, sometime in the next month from Nintendo because they've got. We need to see what their calendar is going to be like for the next six months, and we still haven't seen anything really first party from Sony. Now the rumor is is that God of War was supposed to be out this year, but but now that Microsoft is delaying their first party uh, games for this year, supposedly, Sony is taking their uh, foot off of the gas pedal and not pushing as hard to have God of War out this year, so it might slip in the next year. Traditionally, God of Wars come out in March every year. I don't know if that's still going to be the case, but we'll see what happens with that. The, the, the if uh, they're both going to just rely on third parties to have their stuff out uh, this Christmas. They're basically going to take in a mulligan on the year. And it might be smart because right now you can't get within 10 miles of a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X or S as it is. Because they're both all, they're all sold still out. Uh, still, yeah, easier for me to say. They're all still sold out everywhere that you go. So maybe they're looking at it as the kind of thing where maybe we don't have to have product on the shelf because we can't keep our product on the shelf. So maybe we should just kind of save the ammunition until people actually have their choice of what console they want, which is the smart thing to do is to wait until little Johnny or little Susie can go into uh, the Best Buy or wherever and say, I want that one and point to the one that they want and be able to get it with with uh, regularity. Once that happens, uh, then you need to make sure you have enough product on the shelf to uh, go with it. So uh, not that God of War is a kid's game, but... Uh, if, if Microsoft's not going to have their stuff, there any first-party stuff out this year, or, or, or a lot of it anyway, Sony might be taking their foot off the gas and uh, not going to push forward with theirs either. I don't know that it'd be true. I Next week, I for all we know, we, we could go next week and, and uh, or uh, in a couple of days, uh, Sunday, it's going to be Sunday, actually, uh, and uh, Microsoft could say, oh, gosh, look at this, guys, we got it. Here comes Halo Infinite 2. Here comes Gears of War what, 6. Is that what they're on now? Here comes Forza, another Forza Motorsports. It's all going to be out by Christmas. We don't know. Uh, probably not. <laughs> but the, the fact is is that the, the big games that Microsoft was counting on coming out first party this, this uh, holiday have all been delayed till next year. So we I really want to see what they're going to uh, have in store for everybody. And then uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens from there. So let's go ahead and do our closing our closing here, so we can go ahead and call it a day. Now, uh, my next podcast will be about the Microsoft uh, thing. I'm I'm recording this on the ninth, as soon as I uh, not as soon as but uh, while everything was still fresh in my mind from the uh, Summer Games Fest, I'll probably tape the Microsoft one pretty close to after I watch that one and have it set up for. Uh, 
for launch. I, my goal is to have everything out on Mondays so people can listen to the, uh, the podcast on, on Mondays uh, when they're going to work or, or whatever. So uh, that's my plan. So I'll, my, my next one for certain is, uh, is uh, going to be about Microsoft. If the Capcom one I find to be interesting, we will put that out. Uh, for for episode four, I don't know if it's just going to be a rehash of Street Fighter and Resident Evil. I'll probably mention it, you know. I'll mention it in in like the news and notes. I kind of want to get into a situation where I have topics for every everyone, but right now the topics are the Summer Games Fest. But uh, I once we get into the doldrums of how I want to do the podcast, as I want to do like you know the introductions and then hey, what's going on in the news what I'm playing, you know, and then have like a topic of, Hey, my favorite Zelda game is this and here's why, or something like that. So, um, but I, I will, I might not dedicate an entire episode to the Capcom one, especially if it's just going to be street fighter, uh, six and resident evil four all over again. I, I might not, I think there'll be a couple of things that are going to announce. I'm really excited for the, uh, summer arc. I mean the uh, arcade, uh, classics volume two. I really am excited for that one, but I, maybe they'll show some more games for it. But even then I probably will just, talk about it in, in, in passing so guys don't forget to follow me on social media you can find me at evil enigma that's enigma with a y on twitter on instagram and that's also my twitch handle right now so uh you can find me there on there uh find me on those platforms under that handle go ahead and give me a follow on those drop in say hi to me talk to me i don't bite i promise i'm uh, exceedingly positive to a fault and exceedingly nice to just about everybody uh, i don't have to agree with you about your uh choices in life or anything either i'm not that type of person uh, if you are who you are and you're happy and comfortable with who you are i'm fine with it as long as you ain't hurting anybody else that's uh that that's that's how i am i've always been that way so uh you know feel free reach out to me say hi talk to me let me know uh hey what are you playing right now ask me ask me questions i have no problem in doing it. if we can build an audience here we can possibly uh maybe even do some q a uh podcasts or something but uh, tell your friends that I'm here. Please share my stuff with the podcast. I've heard some really nice stuff from the people who listened to the podcast last week. Uh, they had a lot of nice things to say. I hope I can continue that going forward. And as I get more comfortable doing this, uh, we'll see what we can do to, to hopefully uh, build a, a, another com- you know, build the community even further. And uh, the idea is to turn this into something that a lot of people like. So uh, I, the more the merrier. So let people know that I'm here. Follow me. Talk to me. Come watch me on Twitch, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to noon Central Standard Time. I also do Friday night streams, usually about 9, 9.30 p.m. to usually whenever I get tired. Uh, right now we're doing Elden Ring. I can guarantee bloody to you that if Ninja Turtles is coming out next week, I'm going to stream that. <laughs> I guarantee bloody tea that I'm doing Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, guys. So uh, I'll put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's going to happen. Uh, that, that's going to happen, guys. I guarantee it. So, uh, guys, I hope you have a nice rest of your week. Talk to me on social media. Let Reach out to me. Let me know that you're there and you're listening. And if you have anything uh, you want to talk about, let me know. And we'll go from there. Okay, guys? Thank you so much for your time. I do greatly appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And I hope to talk to you real soon. Okay, guys? Take care of yourselves. And uh, you know, stay warm or stay, stay cool. I mean, it's summertime here, so stay cool. And I'll talk to everybody soon, okay? Thank you. Have a nice week.